Oh, what does this button do? I still don't really understand my Sagittarius moon. I need someone to explain that to me. Girl, it's just embrace your wildness. Mm-hmm. Wild stallion. <laughs> yeah. Damn, Manuela, too. you got a bull and a half horseman. Mm-hmm. And a lion. Yeah. And a lion. Girl, you're a whole cast of Narnia. <laughs> Girl, you're the whole cast of Narnia. Oh my God. <laughs> so good. Hello, welcome to Stuck and Inside and Hungry all the time. We have Manuela, our um, Narnia friend. Oh Oh, my god. All right. Well, let's actually start this and let them know what episode it is. We're not even sure anymore. Episode 1000? Episode, girl. I'm just messing. We just started and we had a thousand. I mean, we do go zero to a hundred, but I don't know about a thousand. One day. (laughs) One day. All right. Well, let's just. I heard a a funny noise. (laughs) Oh my God. All right. Let's get into this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of Stuck Inside and Hungry All the Time. And today we have a very special guest. Hi, my name is Manuela. I am a member of the squad. Um, I'm 24. I'm a Taurus. Uh, I really like K-pop and Ariana Grande. And I like to sing. Yes. So today's episode (laughs) is a fun one because this week is the first week of Hispanic Heritage Month. So we're going to be talking about our favorite Latin things. Um, For those of you who don't know, I am Chilean and Manuela's Peruvian, and Mackenzie is not either of those, but she <laughs> I is... I am Jamaican, though, so there's She that. is Jamaican, though, but she is a hard... She's a hard... A big fan. I am she's a, a huge she's fan. She's a fan of us Hispanics. Of I, I've surrounded myself by Hispanics, Latins, all of the above my entire life, so I am here for it all. Hell yeah. yeah. I do. We I appreciate, appreciate it. it. I love it all, you know? Hell yeah. You're like an honorary. I would consider you well, an honorary. Apparently one Hispanic. of my grandpas is from Costa Rica, but like, hmm. I've never really delved into that side. Like, I just more mm-hmm. so know about the, my Jamaican heritage. Like, I'm fully American, but just Jamaican heritage. I mean, So it's I appreciate so it. I love it. And now we're going to get back into Hell it. yeah. My so favorite Latin I, people and things. Which is us. We're yes. your favorite Latin people. <laughs> and Amber. For those who don't know, Amber's half Cuban and half Scottish. Her dad is the Scottish side. Her mom is the Cuban side. Um, which is a fun, that's a fun mix. I remember when she told me that when I first met her and I was like, that's uh, that's <laughs> interesting. That is spicy, but also not spicy at the same time. But also, that <laughs> yeah. she dances salsa in a kilt. Mm. hell yeah we should have her dad do that he should have done that at the wedding (laughs) but yeah i decided to that we should do this one because i feel like i mean hispanic heritage month is a thing but i feel like we don't really not observe it it. yeah like really recognize it so i was like we gotta do we gotta do one because especially half of the squad is hispanic three of us are hispanic although in the squad there are four latinos four latinas correct so what a lot of people know that there is a difference someone can be both hispanic and latino but not all latinos are hispanic like morgana she's latina but she's brazilian Mm -hmm. so she's not hispanic because she doesn't speak spanish and a lot of people don't know that Mm -hmm. right but i'm like yeah right and spaniards are Hispanic, but they're not Latino. Correct. And that is a big misconception. Yep. Us Latinos, we do not identify with the colonizer. 
At least even us though, Latinos you know, in this group. <laughs> even, even though we're talking about Hispanic Heritage Month. Heritage Month, they're yeah. They're also included, but that's yeah, not what correct. we're here to talk about. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll appreciate them. We want to thank the Spaniards for um, inserting their bloodline into us and having us speak Spanish. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Love Thanks. it. <laughs> Thanks. And that's the only thanks you'll get out of them. <laughs> yeah. Although I do want to visit Spain because Spain does look like, I mean, it, it's a pretty country and their yeah, architecture like the, school. The, the parts of Spain that like didn't pillage us, you know, like, like Barcelona, that place looks cool. Yeah. I'd like to I really want to go. I really want to visit the Basque region because that's where my last name comes from. That's where like Urrutia comes from. Mm -hmm. um, I really want to visit there. I know Mackenzie loves when I say my last name. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. Just, it's just good. But yeah, I want to visit there. And then even when I did my my ancestry thing, um, I think I think it was my stepdad that told me that the Basque people had been trying so forever and ever to separate themselves from Spain. Kind of like how uh, Quebec wants to separate from Canada because they're like, mm -hmm. we're more French. Um, the Basque people wanted to separate from Spain. And my stepdad was like, well, supposedly it's in legend. The Basque people have their own blood, like their own type of DNA and stuff like like not not Spaniard. It's a different mm -hmm. um, bloodline, I guess. So when I did my, and I was like, oh, that would be interesting if that's true. So when I did my ancestry, I did 23andMe and then I did the Ancestry.com one. And it didn't show in the 23andMe. It just showed like generally that I'm like Spaniard. Yeah. But in the Ancestry one, it came out, the Basque part came out. I think it, came, it was like 2% Basque. Mm. And I was like, damn, I said that was right. That's like a whole a whole other DNA thing. But yeah, I want to visit there because that's where my last name comes from. I also kind of want to learn Basque because it sounds so weird. It's like mm -hmm. it's it literally sounds like like someone's like someone played a record backwards. <laughs> it sounds like that, which is super cool. There's this one movie I saw on Netflix and it's called um, Erementari, which that word in Basque means blacksmith. And it's about like this blacksmith from hell or whatever. It's like really cool. It's almost like Guillermo del Toro looking like with really myth, like myth, really cool, like dark mythical creatures, but not scary. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was listening to it and I was like, I don't know. I don't know what this sound is, but I want to learn that. I was like, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but that sounds like a language that I need to learn. It was cool. Yeah, I mean, amongst I, amongst the thousands of like languages in Spain, anyway, right, it's not I, just Spanish. I came across a TikTok the other day of this girl singing in a language called Ladino, L-A-D-I-N-O, and it's oh, I think like, I knew that. yeah, it's like an old Spanish mixed with like Hebrew and like basically like the Jews that like ended up in that region. Um, oh. That's the language that they spoke. And so I guess it's kind of like a Spanish Yiddish or something. And it sounds yeah. like really pretty. It's Yiddish. Really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yiddish. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have cool, like some of the languages in Spain sound cool. Like Catalan sounds cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was a, I think there was a movie on YouTube my dad was watching that they were, everyone or yeah, everyone in the movie was talking a different Spanish language. And I was like, that's a lot. That would be tricky. Yeah, like, that was like one guy, but like a lot of them were like understanding each other. So there was like one guy who would speak Catalan and then another one, like he would speak Catalan to another guy who spoke some other language from Spain, but then they would res like, it would respond to each other in that like I'm like I don't know mm -hmm. but it was a lot I was like I wonder how they do that it's kind of like the one time Morgana and I had a conversation I was speaking Spanish and she was speaking Portuguese and we just yes had a conversation I love like that I love that that's yeah. my favorite that's my favorite part of like Portuguese because I can like like in my old job I would get it all the time where 
uh, someone would call through the Spanish line, but they would be Portuguese and they would just talk to me in Portuguese and I would respond to them back in Spanish. I mean, obviously we both have to speak to each other kind of slower so mm-hmm. we can understand each other, but we would be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I also love the sound of, Portu- of Portuguese. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I had Googled, I had told you guys before that I had Googled, I was Googling stuff about Hispanic Heritage Month because I thought it was, it it dawned on me. I was like, why is it in the middle of September? Because usually like Black History Month or a lot of the other um, months start at the beginning of the month, mm-hmm. but Hispanic Heritage Month starts September 15th. Interesting. And I'm like, why? So then I, I had Googled it, doing my research for this thing for everybody. So um, Hispanic Heritage Month, they did, well, it used to be a week. It used to be like a Hispanic Heritage Week. Rude. And then, yeah, it started in like 19, in 1968 under President Lyndon Johnson, Lyndon B. Johnson. It was uh, recognized as a week. But then later with Reagan, he proposed to extend it to a month-long event, and then it was enacted into a law in uh, August of 1988. So, holla to Reagan. So then that's when it became September 15th to October 15th. And so they decided to do it that way because after the 15th, it follows, oh no, the 15th marks, I believe the anniversary of the independence of five of some countries. Hold on, let me see. September 15th marks the independence of Costa Rica, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala. And then on the 16th is Mexico's Independence Day. And then two days after that is Chilean Independence Day, which, fun fact, really, so September 18th is Chilean Independence Day, but Chile didn't get their independence until February of the following year. But September um, 18th was the day that the Chileans decided that they were going to become independent from Spain. Oh, it's kind of like July 4th. Right. It's like 4th of July is just when, you know, they made the declaration of independence, but then obviously they had to like fight for it, which took right. some time. Mm-hmm. But in Chile, that's when they decided they were going mm-hmm. to um, become independent, but they didn't become independent until February of the following year. So whenever I would say like, um, like happy independence day to Chile or whatever, some of my family members or my cousins would always remind me. And even though I already knew it, cause they would tell me all the time, but they'd be like, actually our independence day is in February. But I'm like, yes, I know I get it. But you know, we all celebrate it. And it's a month long mm-hmm. celebration in Chile. Like how here we have um, like July 4th is just that day. In Chile, it's like weeks of celebration and food everywhere and parties everywhere. Jobs close early because they're like, because really Chileans are proud ass people. They're like probably the most patriotic people I've ever met. My aunt in Chile, she is so patriotic. It is like crazy. (laughs) She'd be like, she'd be like that one that the Confederate flag people who are so proud of their Southern pride. That is my aunt. When I went to Chile last year, we had, uh, we took a tour of um, Valparaíso, which for those who don't know, Valparaíso is a city that is like built pretty much within like the cliffs of Mm. the Andes. Like when you drive, you have to go, you go all the way up and you just keep going. And there's houses built literally on the edge of glory. They are, these houses are built on the edge of glory, like at the, like half of it, like the entrance, the, the, the welcome mat is on land, but the house is off the cliff. That's so scary. It it was the scariest thing. I think just driving. And like when you drive, it's only like a one way road. So if somebody's going up and you're going down, one of you guys have to decide who's going where and quick. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's how roads are in Jamaica, though, too. To be yeah, honest. it was a lot. But when we had our when we did the tour of there, because my sister and I, I went to Chile for the first time in 22 years last year, because I was born in Chile. And then when I was one and a half ish, um, my parents decided to move back to um, Miami. And I hadn't gone back to Chile until last year. So they did the tour and we went and there was this one girl, she was Venezuelan 
And um, I kid you not, I wanted to sink my, I wanted to hide my face so hard because my, my aunt was like, she pretty much kind of took over the tour and was like talking about different things. And she goes to this girl and tells her, she goes, anything that's Chilean is the best. She was like, pretty much like Chile's the best. All of our stuff is the shit. And I just looked at her and I was like, I cannot believe I cannot believe she said that to this poor girl. But it was the funny. Yeah, my aunt is super, super patriotic. So that's why in Chile, they celebrate the independence for a long time. And they get Mm -hmm. drunk as hell and they eat a lot. I eat a lot in Chile. It's a lot. It was good. And the food is bigger. Like, I guess being Hispanic in the U.S. and like trying to maintain your roots and all that stuff. It's like Mm -hmm. not hard, but it's definitely not easy because like especially my cousins who came from Chile here, they noticed that a lot of the Chilean food here isn't quite the same as it is in Chile because the ingredients are different mm-hmm. in Chile. Like, like here we're used to sweet corn. My cousins cannot get used to sweet corn. I love sweet corn. I love sweet. Well, because we grew up with sweet corn here. Mm-hmm. But my cousins always tell me, they're like, if you were lived in Chile, you would notice the difference. Because there's like some dishes of ours that has um, corn in it. But when they make it here, it's a sweet corn. And Chile does isn't a really a sweet and salty type of country. It's either or. Like it's that's either sweet or it's either salty. So when my cousin makes uh, when my cousin Gabby makes food here, she always tells my dad to like try and find um, some kind of corn that isn't sweet corn. But I mean, if it if it's there, like she'll make it. But it's not it's not the same. Meanwhile my little Chilean American ass cannot think of a life without sweet corn. Cause I love, I love mm-hmm. corn, like yeah. our sweet corn here, but it's like different. And then just trying to maintain our, our, our pride for a country that we didn't live in or grow up in, but we grew up hearing about it, like eating the food, listening to the music yeah, and it's like it's a little disappointing sometimes when you tell people that you know you're from this country, but you moved here when you were like just a baby, and then they tell you like, oh, you're pretty much American then. Oh my god, I hate yeah, that. I hate that so much. Like, and it bothers me more. Like, if it's someone from another country, I don't give a shit if they tell me that. But if it's someone from Chile that tells me that, it bothers me so much. There was this one guy. One time that I met when I was doing dual enrollment and he, he, I, at that time I had a bracelet with the Chilean flag on it and he saw my, my, um, he saw it and he's like, oh, you're Chilean. And I go, yeah. And he, he goes, oh, me too. I just moved here. For, at that time he had only been here for maybe like a couple months. Um, he goes, oh yeah, I just moved here, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, um, well, I, I told him, I was like, Oh, I lived in Chile. I was born in Chile, but I've lived here my entire life. And he's like, "Oh, then you're not Chilean." And I'm like, "Wait, wait a minute." Yeah, incorrect. I feel like yes, that's so rude. Yes, I am. Yeah, that's. I find that like so rude because first of all, we didn't decide to come here. We were literally babies. Yeah, you know, like we had no say in it. And second of all, like. I know I can speak for the both of us. We're both very proud of like where we came from. And like mm-hmm. you said, we try to maintain like our, our culture. Like we eat our, our dishes. We are, we both are fortunate enough to know our language. Unfortunately, some yeah. people, you know, weren't able to learn Spanish. Um, you know, we try our best to maintain that. And yet <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the, and, and this is like a common thing with a lot of like Hispanic, like Americans or really anybody who, you know, comes from an immigrant family and has like made their life in America that like, you're too, you're not American enough Mm -hmm. for Americans, but then you're not Hispanic enough or not Asian enough or not whatever enough for that. For your country. And you're you're kind of like in a weird spot sometimes. Yeah. 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 That, it, it, that bothered me 
so much because I'm like, what do you mean I'm not Chilean? Like I speak Spanish, like my parents. I think I'm one of the few of the younger people in my, of like the younger family members in my family that speaks full on Spanish. Because I know, I know definitely I was the last one of my family members who were born in Chile. Like after, like all of my cousins around my age, they were all born here. But I was the one that was born in Chile and then brought here. And so when I was a kid, I only spoke Spanish. Spanish was my first language because my entire family speaks Spanish. Even the ones um, like my uncles, my my aunts, my mom and my grandparents. So I was growing up, I was around Spanish. So I only spoke that. But then as I started going to school is when I started learning English. Right. So, but I've been speaking, and then my parents made sure, especially in Miami, um, in the Miami area, in the schools, at least back in my day, you had to take Spanish. Because, of course, Miami's just, you know, it's a melting pot of a bunch of Latinos, obviously predominantly um, Cuban, but mm-hmm. people there mm-hmm. speak Spanish. So the, well, I, had to, I had to take Spanish. And my parents made, like, pretty much made sure that I spoke Spanish. And so... My sister, my sister, uh, Brianna speaks, um, Brianna speaks a good amount of Spanish, enough to like really speak and stuff like that. I remember when she was little, she was like maybe two or two or three and she, she was small, but still able to talk. And she had told us, and I remember to this day, she was like, I hate Spanish. I never want to learn it. Mm. <laughs> I never want to learn it. She was so small. Why does that sound exactly like Brianna? Yeah, she was like, I never want to learn it. I remember my grandma was like, in Spanish, like, no, Brianna, you have to learn Spanish. And Brianna in English, no, I don't want to learn Spanish. And But we grew up, her and I, especially with our with my grandparents here, my mom's parents, um, my grandma only speaks English, even though she's been here for years. I mean, only speaks Spanish, even though she's been here for years and years and years. She speaks very, very little English. So she only spoke to us in Spanish. So Brianna understood it, but would respond in English. But then when mm-hmm. the first time she went to Chile in 2000, I think it was 2016, the first time she went to Chile with my dad, um, she had called me one day and she's like, Valeria. I know how to speak Spanish all of a sudden. Wow. I'm like, what? She goes, I don't know what it is, but I came to Chile and Tia Jimena's talking to me. Tia, my Tia Jimena's my dad's sister. She's like, Tia Jimena's talking to me and I know what she's saying and I'm responding in Spanish and I don't know where they came from. I was like, damn, Brianna, it took you to be stuck in a country where you almost barely know the language for you to actually unlock that language level in your brain and speak it. And now she can speak it like a champ. Good for her. Which I think is so funny. Leilani doesn't speak that much Spanish. um, Because, I mean, at my mom's house here, we all pretty much speak English. So like at my dad, that my dad speaks Spanish. But I mean, he can speak English, but obviously Spanish is his first language. So we speak that. Um, but mm-hmm. Leilani doesn't speak that much Spanish. Some of my cousins don't speak that much Spanish. And the ones that do speak Spanish are like, is Cuban Spanish. Mm-hmm. So, cause I like a lot of my, me and my sister, me and Brianna were the, the only of my cousins, um, the only um, full blooded Chileans. And then the rest of my cousins are all half Cuban, all of mm-hmm. them, including Leilani. Leilani's half Cuban, so me and Brianna are the only ones. So the my like my cousin Brandon, he um I hear him talk and it cracks me up because his mom is my aunt. She's Chilean and his dad is Cuban. But I hear him speak and it's full blown Cuban. But in my my brain registers that he's also Chilean. So I expect to hear Chilean Spanish, but that's not what I'm hearing. And my brain's like, what's going on? What is this language that I'm hearing? But it's like regular Cuban Spanish. But I try to, at least for me, um, I always say that I speak Chilean words in a Cuban accent because I've lived in Miami my entire life. So obviously the accent co- like rubs off of it, but I say like Chilean words, Chilean slang. And so I try mm-hmm. to maintain that. So when people are like, oh, no, you're not Chilean. I'm like, excuse me, sir. 
I eat the food. I grew up hearing the music, learning about um, Chile because Chileans are super proud mm-hmm. about our country. I grew up wearing our little, um, you know how like each Hispanic country has their own, um, what's it called? In Chile, we call them wasas. They are, and like, okay, so in Chile, we call them wasas. That's the female version, but then the male version is um, wasos, which is the cowboys. So the wasas are like the cowgirls kind of. Mm-hmm. So I grew up wearing like that little floral dress. And I know I've almost every Hispanic or Latino country has the same look where it's that really pretty colorful dress that's kind of poofy and you wear your hair t- sometimes in like pigtails. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh-huh. it's like a traditional type. Outfit. Yeah. 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 So as a as when I was little, I wore that and stuff like that. So when people are when I hear other Chileans or even other people just like, oh no, you're not Chilean, you're you're full blown North American. I'm like, no, I don't discount oh my- don't discount my my Chileanness because I work very hard to maintain it. Mm-hmm. That's like, kind of like, like um Yeah. Just living somewhere qualifies you to be that correct like, like it made my whole culture. it made my whole yeah it made my whole upbringing invalid in that case then my mm-hmm. parents wouldn't be jamaican at all they'd just be full-blown american because they've lived right. here more than they have in jamaica mm-hmm. like what qualifies someone to be a certain culture like do you have to be born there or do you just have to live there for a real long time yeah and also, like, what qualifies someone to tell someone they're not part of the other heritage? Like, exactly. Like, you can't, you can't take that away from somebody. And as long as yeah. they're like respecting it and not like crapping on it and like being disrespectful, like, who, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I just, people need to respect people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I know. If- I'm very proud to be Chilean. I'm very proud Chilean. And oh, girl, I know, know, of course, yeah, y'all know. I know Manuela's very proud Peruvian. Correct. Like, we're all proud of our, of our respective countries. And for those who don't know, Chile and Peru are neighbors, but we're technically, historically, frenemies. I was literally gonna bring that up. I yeah, was gonna say how I it's was, amazing that you and I are like good. Friends, our friends, but, yeah. Chile and Peru have beef. <laughs> yeah, have hard beef. Here's the thing: that and whole so area, that whole area, has beef with Chile. Argentina and Chile have beef with each other, but we're frenemies. Peru and Chile have beef with each other, but we're frenemies. Now, Chile and Bolivia have serious beef. Not friends, only enemies. <laughs> <laughs> only hard enemies and it's funny because I would talk about it with my cousins um that live here my cousin Max and my cousin Gabby my cousin Max who drew our amazing cover art and his (laughs) sister my cousin Gabby (laughs) always gonna plug them um they grew up with the not discriminate I, I guess kind of discrimination but they grew up they lived that whole animosity between uh Bolivia and Chile and Peru and Chile uh, more mm-hmm. with Bolivia because they really cannot stand Chile with the whole war over the ocean. But they grew up with that animosity. So whenever they, when we talk about some of those countries that we have beef with, they obviously, a lot of, most of the time they have a problem with those countries. Not so much Peru because we can obviously travel within our countries and not hate each other. But there's always that that like low jab moments because of mm-hmm. just the historical beef. But like yeah. they lived through that, they lived through that animosity, so they can't like, like, like my cousin, she's dating a Peruvian, mm. and she when she told my aunt, she was like, Gabby, any anyone else, <laughs> and my cousin Gabby's like, I mean, yeah, that's just how the cookie crumbled. Meanwhile, to <laughs> me, to me is it's nothing because you and I, we didn't live that animosity here, right. Because there's so many, there's, we, because we grow up with North American history, North American stuff, and we grow up around so many other cultures that we don't live that direct 
animosity between each other. Cause I'm pretty sure, let's say if I grew up in Chile, you grew up in Peru and we just happened to come across each other at one of our countries, we would have been like, oh, you're from there. Cool. But we're not you and I, cause mm -hmm. we're clearly best friends in a squad, in a squad. Yeah. So just, yeah, for me, I find that interesting also. Yeah. I mean, I find the whole beef kind of silly. Like I, I don't know anything about the Chile and Bolivia beef, so I'm not going to comment on that, but mm -hmm. I know with peru and chile like a lot of it is over like certain cultural things like okay this came from this place no it came from this place you oh know, my like, god the whole the whole pisco pisco, pisco yeah. thing the, yeah but ceviche here's thing. thing here's here's the thing and we're gonna bring back spain again and how they um <laughs> kind of messed this up how they gracefully, so, gracefully asserted inserted themselves inserted themselves um yeah <laughs> basically before they came here and you know inserted themselves we were mm -hmm. all just like you know chilling under like incan empire and various other indigenous groups we were all just yeah. chilling doing our thing and like we all shared all these like cultural things like together like it wasn't there was no peru there was no chile there was no bolivia yeah you know, we all just like kind of existed together. Like, yeah, certain, maybe certain groups had like um, some like problems with each other, some beef as well. But it wasn't like countries. And then you know, Spain arrived, and then they started splitting like territories like, amongst whom, whomever, and then mm -hmm. make lines, you know, between us, make borders between us. And then now all of a sudden we're enemies when it wasn't like that before. And it's yeah. kind of like unfortunate because here we are. We don't care about that shit. Yeah, um, here we, yeah, you and I are friends just embracing each other's countries. But there are other people who are like my cousins and who grew up in Chile lived, you know, shit talking from Peruvians or Bolivians or, mm -hmm. or, I mean, we always shit talking obviously from Argentina, but that's a whole different. That's a whole that's different a, thing. That's a whole different. That's a whole different, whole different thing. Um, but yeah, that's. I just find that interesting because even like growing up here, I think I want to say I've eaten Peruvian food, but I can't really remember. Um, even though our our dishes are kind of the same, which well, that's where a lot of the fight comes between, uh, like all the countries. Because yeah, I and know, it's, and it's like there's a reason that they were the same is because before Spain, we've literally all shared, you know, similar yeah, cultures and similar exactly. traditions. Yeah, we and our our yeah, even our our Spanishes, not our Spanishes, but some words within our respective Spanishes are the same. Like for everyone who doesn't know, yes, there is Spanish the language, but within each, but within that, there is the different not dialects, but accents of each country. So a lot of the times, some of us don't understand each other because we just speak in our Spanish and there are words that we don't know. And we're like, what the hell are you talking about? Some accents are a lot thicker and more difficult to understand. Um, some are just preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the, I, 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 don't wanna, I don't want to name names, but it rhymes with Flargentina. <laughs> um, but yeah, all of our Spanishes are different. Our, but our food is kind of similar. But then people always, we all fight within that. Like our empanadas, our the whole thing between mm -hmm. Chile and Peru about is pisco, Peruvian or Chilean. Um, or is ceviche Peruvian or Chilean, but no, like ceviche is also eaten in Mexico. So, yeah, and ceviche is eaten in other places. So it's like really whose is whose is who. Mm -hmm. But everybody's it's food like, looks good though. At the same you know, time, I was like, I'll totally will, eat everyone's food. I will answer the century-old question of who does pisco belong to? All right, I'm going to answer it right now. It go, okay, to go the Incas, okay, before Spain, mm -hmm. because Pisco is, it's, it's named after a city that happens mm -hmm. to reside in Peru, okay, yes. but, you know, like I said, this was before Spain came and divided everybody up, so it belonged to the Incas, which, you know, 
resided over a large area in South America. The capital happened to be, you know, where present day Peru is. But, right. you know, it's it was like a big chunk of South America was the Incan Empire. So it belonged yeah. to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, I really don't care about that specific fight because one, I don't drink. Um, so I really I don't I've care about. Even, I've never drank Pisco before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Pisco's. You know, you know me. I don't. I don't like. I don't like alcohol. But Pisco's all right. It is kind of strong. But Pisco serves at least. I don't know in Peru, but at least in Chile, Pisco serves as like the drink, uh, what you drink before you eat. Okay. Um, instead of like the main drink that you drink while you eat. See, I'm Peruvian, um, and I don't even know anything about it. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, I really don't care about that fight. Um, mm -hmm. I'll happily give over the fight over ceviche. We, especially my family, we happily give you guys that one because it's like whatever. That's totally fine. I'm trying to think. I saw. I saw. Oh, I had told you guys that I was. I watched on Netflix the the street food Latin America, mm -hmm. and I was so mad that they didn't include Chile. As always, I don't understand why that always happens. Here's the thing. I feel like in movies, when we talk about Hispanics or Latinos that are in movies, just to have somebody who speaks Spanish in a movie or in a show or who's doing well, like, hell yeah, we feel like, we feel like we're represented. But then if we start breaking it down to countries, I don't feel represented as a Chilean. Only now do I kind of start feel represented because we have Pedro Pascal, who is... I knew you were going to bring him up. Oh, girl, I love, I love him. We have Pedro Pascal, who is the Mandalorian. Mm. Everybody loves the Mandalorian. He was mm -hmm. in The Kingsman. He's in Narcos. He's in, He's in the dreams. new Wonder Woman movie. He's in my dreams. <laughs> He's in my dreams. <laughs> I love him. So it's like... And then there's like, um, who else? So with him, especially now, I'm like, hell yeah, y'all. Did you guys, I'm always like, did you guys know the Mandalorian's Chilean? Thank you so much. But yeah, I don't really feel, for me, it's like, I don't, as a Chilean, I don't really feel represented in the mainstream stuff. So whenever we get a win, we're like, hell yeah. yeah get everybody's going to know about it. Yeah. I everyone's going to know about it. I feel that way too, because I've never, like, growing up, I've never seen any, like, famous Peruvian person, or fam a Peruvian person who's famous, like, in the United States, you know? Right. However, in the recent live-action Dora movie, the actress who played Dora, her name is Isabella, Isabella, hold on, Isabella Merced. She's Peruvian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember when so, you found that out, so and we were so, you were so excited. And, like, um, and she's also a singer, and I don't really mm -hmm. listen to to Spanish music. I know that's really bad for Spanish heritage, but I don't really. That's oh not my, my it's God, not Manuela! It's not particularly my cup of tea. Escándalo! Um, however, she did make a song, and like she included like a lot of like Peruvian like cultural like things in the music video, and I was like, "Damn, that's how you do it. That's how you you know represent us. Like that's like I really like even though I don't listen to that stuff. Like I." Like I was like touched that she did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's like very proud Peruvian too. She's always talking about Peru, like on her Instagram and whatnot. Yeah, you got Dora. Hell yeah, <laughs> I know, and it means a lot to me. Dora, because... Dora guided, Dora guided a whole generation. <laughs> because growing up, everybody always said that I look like Dora. <laughs> and I could see that. Peruvian. <laughs> yeah, so now you actually do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think in my entire 24 years, I've only met five Chileans. I think besides... And most, and most of them were like half Chileans too. I think so not besides, even full blood. Besides you and your family, I think I only knew like two other Chileans like from school. Yeah. I think, I think you're the only Peruvian I've ever met. Now really? that I'm thinking about it. Actually, except for that one girl in my Italian class. She was the second Peruvian I met, but you were the first one. I think we yeah. had, like, a girl, a Peruvian girl in, our, in choir for, like, a semester. I forgot her name. Doesn't count. Doesn't count because I didn't know. So you were the <laughs> only Peruvian that I know. 
Mackenzie, since you were the non-Hispanic and or Latino, what is your favorite Hispanic or Latino food? Or one of your favorites? Rude. (laughs) Oh. Girl, you know I'm going to say vaca frita. (laughs) It's just so good. Fried cow. I do. Vaca frita. We love a fried cow. Good. (laughs) And I love the, well, in Jamaica, we call them um, plantain, but they call them maduros. Maduros. Freaking love a fried banana. Yeah, that's just mm-hmm. good. I mean, rice and beans, like, that's just a staple. Again, like... I can't stand rice and beans anymore. No, but honestly, I think it's, like, I think it's vaca frita and black beans and yeah. rice. Like, just like a staple hearty food that you mm-hmm. know, like, no one can ever mess up. Like, no matter where you get it, it's always going to be, like, good. You know what I mean? Like, I've never mm-hmm. had bad vaca frita. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, I'm, like, I mean, we live in South Florida, so, like, there's, like, a bunch of... Cuban restaurants yeah, everywhere. exactly. For me, for me, I don't know, vaca fritas, whatever. Rice and beans, I'm tired of rice and beans. I mean, I grew up eating Cuban food my entire life, so it was always, aside from Chilean food, but since you, when you live in Miami, that's, that's predominantly what's there, what's cooked, you know, it's rice and beans and chicken, rice sure. and beans and pork rice and beans and steak mm-hmm. so it got to a point where i'm like yo fuck rice and beans <laughs> because i the only time i eat rice and beans is if i eat pollo tropical they have the best beans. or they it's do so that's good. that's the that's like like that's when i go to pollo tropical i have to get rice and beans like you cannot yeah Not i don't like it. any other black beans like I, yeah. any other black beans that i eat i'm just like this is okay but like yeah. puerto picas black beans that's where it's at mm-hmm. yeah pollo tropicals is when i eat rice and beans the only time i also put rice and beans in anything is if i have a burrito Ooh. rice and beans in my burrito other than that i don't want to see rice and beans and even then rice and beans like rice and, ba- and black beans isn't a thing in chile like in chile we have like now that's more coming more becoming a thing because there's a lot of influx of uh colombian immigrants venezuelan immigrants a lot of cubans coming into of haitians coming into so now like there's they're starting to sell like black beans in stores and stuff like that but but rice and black beans wasn't really a thing in mm-hmm. chile i don't think we're going to eat them either uh we eat um this other it's like a peruvian bean called payares they're like light brown like yellowy um and they're like bigger they're Hmm. pretty good but yeah black beans not typically a part of like our cuisine like i've I've eaten them like here like my mom will just like make them but just because you know that's yeah you she bought at the store you know it's not really yeah because that's like the thing the thing here yeah it's mostly like that's mostly like a caribbean thing yeah it's the same thing with eating with eating it's the same thing with eating maduros. Like in Chile, they don't eat maduros either or plantains because again, Chile is in a sweet, a sweet and salty type of country. It's either or. Yeah. Meanwhile, I love maduros. That's like they're so good. It's fire. They're so good. Like I think out of all of my, let me see other Latin foods that I like besides Chilean. Um, I like Colombian food. Colombian empanadas, aside from Chilean empanadas, I like because there's but theirs is fried and theirs is made with uh, corn masa. Mm. So it's kind of like, I'm because I love corn anyway in all shapes or forms, like potatoes. I love corn. Another thing, I fucking, fucking arepas. Those things. Oh, fuck me up. Yeah. But it's Those funny. It's funny always, because oh. it's funny because I don't like, um, because Colombian arepas are traditionally, they're the white ones, the white corn ones. I don't like white corn arepas. I like the yellow one. Same. I've had The both. yellow corn arepa with the cheese. And I think that's Venezuelan. I like that one. The only that time one. I ever eat, the only time I ever eat white corn arepa is if I have um, the bandeja paisa, which is a Colombian dish, which me? is <laughs> bandeja paisa, girl. I'm um, and for those who don't know what bandeja paisa is, it's literally this huge plate. Bandeja means tray pretty much. So it's literally like a big tray of food and you have 
rice, you have beans, you have a big ass slab of chicharron, which I love chicharrones or pork rinds in English. It has um, rice, beans, chicharron, maduro, arepa. I think also steak or chicken, I guess, depending on where you get it. Sometimes they put avocados. I hate avocados. I know that's a controversial thing, especially in Chile, because in Chile, avocados is the most serious thing in the world. But I can't stand avocados. So I take that off. But that's the only time that I eat the so white corn arepas in a bandeja paisa. Like, it's basically like a Hispanic, not Hispanic, like a Chilean charcuterie board. Well, you no, know? that's Colum. It's Colombian, so it would be like a okay, Colombian so, so charcuterie a Colombian board. Colombian charcuterie <laughs> board. Okay, so what would be on a Chilean charcuterie board? Oh man. Well, here's the thing: a Chilean charcuterie board would end up being a parrillada, which is. Uh, do you have parrilladas in Peru? This is a barbecue. Yeah, this barbecue. <laughs> I know. In, yeah. in, Are you talking in about Ar the Gator Boys again? In Argentina, I know. And I know Chile and Argentina fight a lot over their parrilladas. Who is Whose is better? Because Chile and Argentina are definitely big meat countries. Right. But I mean, Argentina does have good meat. Um, Peru, Peru does parrilladas. That's the thing is like, you're like talking about all these foods. And I'm just thinking like Peruvian cuisine is very weird and very different. Um, yeah. Because we have, we basically have food from like very different places. So Peru's location, like we have, the coastal region, we have the mountains, and we have the rainforest. So there's yeah. like a whole bunch of different like like foods coming from all those areas. Plus, mm -hmm. we also have like foods from like the Afro Peruvians, and food yeah. from like uh, we had a lot of Chinese immigrants. Yeah, you so guys have, have like a a, also a, bi a big as well. a, a big Japanese um, culture yeah, as well. That, that too. So I don't really eat other like Hispanic countries foods because I, I think I'm so used to like how different Peruvian food is that mm -hmm. like everything else kind of sounds like a little bland to me. Like it's so good, but it's just like, I'm never like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is like groundbreaking because I'm so used to like the weird right. shit that's from Peru. Uh, except for I do like uh, Caribbean food, like Pollo Tropica. I do like yeah. that. So, we love I mean, Pollo Tropica. <laughs> and I, I, I like quesadillas. I really like quesadillas. <laughs> oh, I love Mexican food. That's another mm -hmm. one. That's another one on my list. There's a, a Mexican restaurant here um, that's like authentic ass Mexican food. And it is so good. That's, that's one place I would want to visit too is Mexico, but for the food. Like I want to go to Oaxaca because Oaxaca, especially... Oaxacan cheese is really good because um, it's kind of like that, um, like that crumbly queso blanco, which I love queso blanco. Mm -hmm. um, but like their food is supposed to be really, really good. And I just want to eat like real ass Mexican food, like with their tacos and like. Yeah, I think their food is also like food. obviously like very different from other Latin foods just because of their location yeah. as well. Yeah. And also they're very, um, their indigenous roots are very prevalent mm -hmm. in their food because it mm -hmm. wasn't just it wasn't just Aztecs or Mayans they had a lot of they had a lot more other indigenous groups within Mexico that right a lot of their that comes out in a lot of their food I love mm -hmm. Mexican food Cuban food's mm -hmm. fine I mean I grew up with Cuban food but after a while I'm like meh that's whatever I like Colombian food what else? you know who else you know what else is good in Mexico their mm -hmm. corn <laughs> since and I love corn Oh, the and the, yeah, yeah. Can we talk about how soda is different? Like, whenever you go to like a like a different country, like what is that? Yeah, how weird. So, I mean, mm -hmm. this has again nothing to do with like Latin culture, but like, why does soda taste so much better? Like in Mexico, Jamaica, England, like anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. It's because they use a real cane sugar. We use so, yeah. Like America I mean, uses like corn syrup. But I hear about I hear I hear about Mexican Coke a lot. Like every time I if I talk about cokes like drinking soda from outside of the u.s people always bring up mexican coke and i'm like damn it's i good. need to try that yeah i know you don't like soda and you don't drink it but you should try but, a mexican but i'll try coke it at least once yeah no i'll it's totally so try good. just to say that i did it uh what else if you're gonna ask me what my favorite song is girl i know it 
Oh, no, it's mayonesa. Yes, it is, girl. I love that dance off. <laughs> that fucking, that cracks me up when, you know, I find it funny when non-Latinos or gringos, they like really like his, like Hispanic music or Latin music. Like it cracks, like when you told me mayonesa was your favorite song, I'm like, that it's is like the most. one of them. I'm like to, yeah, it's one of them. It to My, other, oh, to us, like, yeah, to us Latinos, that song is so, it's like one of the, like the ridiculous songs, like the Macarena. No, yeah, I it's mean, just, I know it's, it's just one of those songs, but, but just, just Mayonesa and everything. Just... Yeah, what's your favorite Selena song? Isn't it? Isn't it Como la Flor? No, that's not it. It's uh, no, or is it Bidi Bidi Bam Bam? No, I know it's neither it one of those. Damn, I what am I thinking? Manuela. I know what it is. It's uh, No Me Queda. What no, is it? No Me Queda Mas. Yes, that's what it is. Because No Me Queda Mas. No Me Queda. Oh my God, where the hell have I been? <laughs> I don't know, but I talk about it all the time. So damn, and that's it. No, no me queda. That's so funny because that is li- like if we're talking about Selena's music, that is probably one, one of, of that is one of the most Mexican songs you can like. That's a beautiful. I'm telling song. you, it is. I mean, but it's a great song. I love Hispanic and Latin culture. I tell you, I love Hispanic and Latin yeah. culture. But that just that song, like if you hear, like I, because I'm literally no playing it in my head now. Love. Is one of the most like Mexican love ballads mm-hmm. that you it's can. So, the music video you is can so do, but it's so, dramatic it's and so I love good. It. Oh, so if anybody hasn't listened to Selena's No Me Mas, you need to go listen to it. My Anything favorite. For her. Oh yeah, my favorite Selena song is um actually it's two. My favorite. The first one is Amor Prohibido, mm-hmm. which in English would be what in English that would be Forbidden Love. Uh, Forbidden love. We've all had and one of those. Una, and <laughs> yeah, I love Amor Prohibido and Si Una Vez. Si Una Vez is that song. Literally, the translation is: If I ever told you that I loved you, I take it back. <laughs> if I told you that I love you, I was crazy, and it will never happen again. Ooh, oh, it is such. <laughs> I love that song. It is such a good song. I also. I mean, obviously, enjoy... Como la Flor. Yeah. And Bidi Bidi Bam Bam are classics. I do love um, Techno Cumbia. That one's really good. Oh, that's a good one, too. It's just different. Like My favorite disco like... song is Selena's disco medley that she did Ooh. at her last concert before mm-hmm. she died. That is my favorite disco song because she just does it so good. And her outfits were all amazing. Yes. I still cry at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and sometimes I think I was like, you know, if Selena didn't die, like we wouldn't have J-Lo. And that's also right. crazy to think like a world with no Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Why wouldn't we have J-Lo? If we have... Because she because basically got famous like from doing from that, that role. Yeah. Yeah. Because before I that, guess. J-Lo wasn't, J-Lo wasn't really known before that. Before that, she was just like a dancer and trying to get into acting and stuff like that. But then when she landed the role of Selena, like that, that definitely pushed her into. That was her big break. That was her big break. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, so weird. So it's like, damn, like, would you want to bring Selena back or do you want to lose, yes. lose JLo? But I also, I'm like, I kind of want to bring Selena back. Cause she was literally gone too soon. Like she would have had, she would have been such like, like a big honestly. star still. I would she would have been the JLo anyway. She would have been, she would have been just the JLo. Here's the thing about JLo. She's very hardworking. Like, she works, like, mm-hmm. hard. I feel like she would have made it somehow. That's I do. Yeah, I honestly true. don't Possibly. think she needed that role to become JLo. Yeah. Possibly. I guess so, yeah. I mean, I guess if it was destined, if she was destined to be, to be a star, the universe would have brought her into our lives anyway. Correct. Yeah, I could, I could see could that. Could you mean, imagine a song, I mean, a world... With no, <laughs> girl, who would have done who would have done the Super Bowl halftime? It was so good. That's another one. I love Shakira. Oh, Shakira, Shakira, Shakira. I love Shakira. Just, another awesome. one that is hardworking. She is not just known for her hips don't lie, even though those fuckers do not lie. Anyway. No, they don't. Mm-mm. Like she was had like a full on like rock career. Her transition from like the rock Shakira mm-hmm. into now Shakira or I guess mainstream Shakira was mm-hmm. 
when she was coming, that that transition it was when Ojos Así, I don't know the 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 name of it in this the name of the song in English, but the Ojos Así is that song that she did that was very Arabic. I think it's I eyes like, like yours don't in know English. That she's like Arabic yeah, eyes like eyes like those. I like those that are something like that. But that was like her transition coming into like the mainstream and stuff like her. I think my favorite. That was her like attempting to cross over. Yeah. My favorite album of hers is her MTV Unplugged album when she still had the red and black hair that she was doing all of those songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's my mom's favorite. My mom's favorite MTV Unplugged is Shakira's. And I remember growing up with it and listening to and that's literally probably one of my favorite albums from Shakira's her MTV Unplugged um, album that uh, show that she did. When I said earlier that I don't really like Spanish music, like what I meant is just like that typical Latin sounding pop music that's mainstream like today. But yeah, like, oh, my mind jumped of- to like the polka, like, you know, how they use like the <laughs> a lot. You know what I'm talking about? like The pan uh, pipes? Yeah, the pan pipes and like... Girl, I love the pan pipe. But I was talking about like the rhythmic structure, like how oh, like mean, a lot of it mean, like, is sometimes modeled like after like the polka beat, like it's not actually like oh, polka. Oh, you mean like but, Mexican? You mean like Mexican yeah. banda music? No, that literally yeah. is inspired by polka music though. No, it is. You know yeah, because you can yeah. listen to it because I mean, where I work, they play it like all day long. So I... No, I, like I know that, all the actually. songs. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about like, I guess. Um, but yes, I was talking about the pan pipes too, as well. Oh, girl, I love, I love me. me the I love me a good pan pipe. Here's the thing: like, if we're talking <laughs> about traditional music, if we're talking about like traditional music. I love Andean music. Yes, I love That's our people like, right pan Yes, pan pipe me all the way. But yeah, I love I Andean music, even though like that's not it's not really listened to as like as like a normal thing in like in chile or anything like that but there's like a playlist on spotify called entre los andes which is into the andes and it's all like andean music from like every from just like chile peru bolivia argentina and it just sounds so i don't know what it is about pan pipes or just Andean music that it just sounds yeah like you can it just sounds so good like it sounds like like if you hear it and you close your eyes you you can see like the mountains like just Mm -hmm. the mountain range out but it just feels like I love it so much yeah I think especially for us it's just like we just channel our our ancestors yeah our inner taken there (laughs) yeah I don't know what it is I love it so much it's yeah, so I good. Love, I love definitely, music. definitely my definitely my indigenous my indigenousness comes out when I hear when I when I hear that my mapuche yeah. comes out when I hear it. It's so yeah, good. I love I love Andean music and I love Afro Peruvian music. Ooh, that is that's that's I would say like that's what that's the traditional music that like most Peruvians listen to is Afro Peruvian music, which is kind of like. Eh, because you know they're not very nice to black people there or like anywhere right. in the world but but they like their music which is like okay mm-hmm. but interesting interesting uh but still like the music is like it's so good and it's like so fun to like dance to and everything and it's like I think literally part of Afro-Peruvian. like it's like literally part of the school's curriculum to like learn like the dances and stuff for both That's like cool. the like indigenous like dances and like Afro-Peruvian dances and like mm-hmm. other other dances as well like uh, like a lot of right. traditional Peruvian dances are like in your school curriculum yeah I think I've heard Afro-Peruvian music but I'm not 100% sure yeah I think we listen to a little bit of it in uh, our music yeah. cultures class I know I do like um what's it called there's this group it's a Peruvian group I forgot what they're called but I have their songs on Spotify and I always forget their name so I never can ever find the song on my playlist on Spotify but they they s- perform or sing or rap in Quechua mm-hmm. and I fucking love that shit and f- for those who don't know Quechua is the language of um, it's the Incan language that is still spoken 
I, I think is it still spoken a bit? I know it's spoken in yeah. Bolivia. No, absolutely. is it spoken in um, Peru? Yes, um, my dad actually like knows a few like phrases. Um, and when my one of my aunts came to visit, like they were just like talking to each other, like saying like random phrases. I was like, whoa, because like I've never heard it. Like, yeah, my mom's like my mom's side of the family isn't like as like indigenous as like my dad's side like her side is like more mixed but he's like mm -hmm. very brown so like they yeah know yeah you more can tell that stuff yeah they know more of that stuff and I was like whoa this is so crazy yeah I just I love the sound of Quechua I think it sounds mm -hmm. so cool so when I hear that song I'm like damn I need to learn that even though Quechua is in a lot is like a lot of the words are still in Spanish right. like in, in what forms our Spanish, same thing, like, in Chilean Spanish, we have a mix of, like, Spanish and then Quechua, and then we have um, also a mix of Mapundungun, which is the uh, language of the Mapuche, which is one of the native tribes there, of which I am 32% of. Hey. Um, <laughs> oh, and I'm wearing their shirt. Hell yeah, I will pick the right day to wear this shirt. Um, that It's a mix of, like, that, but I love the sound of it. And I there's this one phrase which i guess i can finish the podcast on this because we were talking a, a while about our latinness our hispanicness there's this one i guess combination of um letters and i want to say it's kind of like ch but yeah. it's not ch but it's like it's a there's key a sound mm -hmm. like charqui yes I love the key sound. I don't know what it is. For those who don't know, for so charqui is jerky, which you kind of, <laughs> it sounds like it. Charqui is, is jerky in Spanish or Quechua, whatever it is, but I don't know what it is. I just love that key sound. So whenever I hear the songs and I like sing to it, whenever I get to those words with the key in it, I'm like, hell yeah. I don't know what it is. It's so weird, mm -hmm. but I love it. Everyone mm -hmm. should listen to it. And that is my, I'm ending the podcast with that one, the key. Yep. And we, we completely, we took Hispanic Heritage Month and we took it back to our indigenous roots. <laughs> we yeah. Said, we we're said, bringing it back. Bringing it back. <laughs> we're bringing it back. Correct. We're, that's like, what is it? It's not Hispanic. It's Indigenous People Day, not Christopher Columbus Day. Yeah. Yeah. Because fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. I mean, we got to give it to Spain at least we'll give, we'll it, give it to them, them something how about we give them small hey pop? you know what i'll give them i <laughs> what thing let's see spanish food that i like i like paella paella's good paella's good eh, tapas tapas are good yeah, i don't like it tapas yeah. are good spanish omelets are great just because it has potatoes mm. and i love me potatoes spanish omelets are good um what else yeah, that is a that is it. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna ask you guys something. What is the one thing each of you get one thing to pick that you think is extremely important for people to know about being Hispanic? That we're all different. We're all like we're all like they put us under just his just being, being Hispanic. Hispanic. Like, like you speak Spanish. All right, then you're mm -hmm. automatically you're yeah all you're from automatically you're yeah. all from but we're all so different and our our at the basis we're at the basis we're similar we speak Spanish or whatever but even then like our cultures are so different our way of lives are different our foods give or take some things are different. So what's your thing, Manuela? Um, what do you think of, people should it kind of goes hand in hand with what valeria was saying um i mm -hmm. think i want people to be more aware of the fact that latino slash hispanic is not a race in fact it's actually very yeah. similar to north america just because of our history like there mm -hmm. was indigenous people there european people came and yeah. they so nicely inserted themselves and you know they brought African slaves over, and then more and more people came to more and more people came and immigrated from like other different countries. And but for some reason, we're seen as like a whole like big race. 
when right. like I said it was actually very similar to what happened yeah. in North America but I just want people to be you know more aware of that as a non-Hispanic person mm-hmm. you know I appreciate it so much I don't know I just am fascinated by it like one of my favorite things about like the hispanic culture is like the sense of family like i do like that oh yeah family for days family is super important exactly and to me that's one of like the best things about like hispanic culture like that y'all are like there for each other even if y'all hate each other (laughs) yeah i mean Mm -hmm. well this has been a fun episode I really like talking about this Mm -hmm. one Uh, manuela thank you for being on with us thanks for having Uh, me Yes, we've managed to get one member of the, a new member of the squad at each so far each time on our episodes. Um, so it happened to be really good that Manuela fell on this one for Hispanic Heritage Month. If there's any Hispanics who are also proud and things that you like about your country or something something that you think is also important for people to know about Hispanics, please feel free to email us at stuckandhungry at gmail.com and let us know what it is. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Hispanics that I appreciate because I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> if you guys like our cover art, please feel free to follow my cousin Max at Max Mundaka. I'm going to keep doing this because I appreciate that Hispanic man. And uh, tune in next week, uh, episode five, I believe. Me and Mackenzie are running for president. Is that the one that we're doing? Yeah. Hell yeah. We are going to be talking about, like, just fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, nobody yeah. take that one serious. We Literally nothing that comes out of our mouth is serious. So this one should be a fun one. Um, thank you guys for listening. Don't be an idiot. Do good things. Wear your mask. As always. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Um, be nice to the, your, your, uh, what's it called? Essential people like Manuela who works at Publix. So thank you guys for listening and bye. Bye. Bye.